one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. Dan, Michael, and Rob with you on the weekly show. Brought to you with Levi Solicitors, 10% discounts on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. You can subscribe to TSB Plus if you fancy our members package where you get loads of extra stuff. Really, really helps to support us. You get a daily email with all the essential League United news, uh, discounts and early access to our merchandise and a bonus show as well. The extra ball, you get propaganda extra over there more of the best bits of propaganda and on the extra ball this week chatting to Tony Dorigo we're midway through a two-parter with him a little clip from that for you here enjoy so now we've got out to the ring road just past the roundabout and the the police car is flying along to catch us all so he's past me he's now caught Speedo who finally saw there's a the policeman behind him and he just pulls over on a, on a dual carriageway and just cuts us off so basically Speedo's stopped I'm the next one yeah he's gone sideways I'm the next one and there's three or four cars behind me, and I'm just sitting there. And uh, the the policeman got out the car at like now two in the morning, and Bats is in the car with Speedo, and Bats is just laughing. <laughs> Speedo <laughs> has jumped out and said, "I'm really sorry. I am really sorry." <laughs> it's a really good chat. Tony, a lovely guy, isn't he as well? Very too nice, too nice for this world, is Tony. And <laughs> uh, that's on the extra ball details of TSB Plus at thesquareball.net forward slash plus. Into the first part of the show. And it's about Leeds United news and it's about relegation. It's about relegation watch. Never putting it to bed. Well, not for another couple of weeks anyway, <laughs> when it will either come to pass or not. Michael, are mm. we going down? Yes. Rob, <laughs> are we going down? Yeah. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was saying I'm just refusing to acknowledge it. Whereas now I'm just completely accepted it, I think. Nah, we're staying up. I so. mean, we might. Yeah, we might. It's us and Burnley, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. Everton play Watford, don't they? That's coming up for them, and everyone can beat Watford. Stranger things have happened, though. No, not for Watford. I no. mean, I don't think Roy Hodgson's really trying now, is he? No, none of them are. The players know Hodgson's not going to be there next year. The players know half of them aren't going to be there next year. They're all right in the championship. They're like, oh, I am. I am just clutching at straws. But sometimes funny things can happen in football, so you never know. You've been saying this against Man City and Arsenal, yeah, but they do. But they do. They, they... Nothing funny happened against us, unless you consider. Melier's mistake. I'm thinking about Watford um, beating Everton potentially. You know, huge amounts of pressure on Everton. It can do funny things to people. Although it does feel like, I mean, they've had a bit of a, an upswing in momentum, haven't they? It's, it's with them at the minute. Mm. Well, and it's helped that we've, us and Burnley, have not picked up points as well. So it's, yeah. uh, it makes it easy for them, doesn't it? We only need to be better than one of those two teams. Mm. The goal difference. <laughs> the goal difference is a bit of a problem because I can, I can quite conceivably see neither us or Burnley getting another point this year. 
So to go down on goal difference after such a meek end would be a bit of a shame. But I think there'll be points somewhere. Yeah, I mean, credit to Southampton for trying to get themselves dragged into this as well, because they're not a million miles away off it. It's probably too late to pull them in, but they've only got two games left, and they're quite difficult, I think, aren't they, the pair of the games? They've done, they've, it's a real tremendous run they've been on. I mean, one one win out of um, 11. And it's a really strong end to the season. That's the Red Bull this philosophy. Is, this is what they do every year, though, isn't it? They, they get, mm. get to that mark and then think, nah, don't, don't <laughs> need to try now, it's fine. It is, there, there are some, some rumblings about them being a little bit unhappy there, like because they're going to lose, uh, is it Brojo who's going back to Chelsea and Livermento has been out for most of the season. And I saw, I think it was an article somebody um, put out this week sort of to that effect. I think it might have been on The Athletic saying they've never really gone forward anywhere after they've got James Ward-Prowse who's it's, good at free kicks. It's a weird one with old um, Ralph Rabbit Hutch because it always seems to be every season that you get to sort of December and they've started off all right and it's mm. like, oh, this guy could be managing a big club soon. Is this when and they then, kick on? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then by the end of the season it's like, get him out. He's an absolute <laughs> chancer. Yeah, I mean, when if, if we were to win our game in hand on them, it would put us only three points behind them, mm. which is mad when you think about it, how how terrified we are and how terrible we've been at times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are out of it, though, I'm fairly sure. But it, yeah. I'll tell you what, it, it would have put a different slant on things if we'd have beaten them. Why didn't we just do that? We should have done, shouldn't we? We should have done that, then we'd feel be, we'd be feeling a lot better about everything. But as it is, we're in bother. And your favourite um, your favorite website, Dan? The 538 what are you looking pro- at project a projection no, thing that no, they do. What are you looking at that nonsense for? Um, our chances of relegation, when you introduced this, we were 10%, went to 18 This is likelihood for relegation. Yeah. 10%, no chance more or less. 18%, fine. 45%, mm, okay. 50% now. Yeah. Weirdly though, which makes me doubt their whole system, there's a projected league table there which has us on the same points as Burnley, but above them. Yeah, that's not going to happen, is it? That's because of the goal difference. That's wrong. Yeah. So why have you introduced this complete farce, these complete charlatans into this? What I will say is, and I know I'm undermining all the points that I was leaning on in recent, <laughs> but it does kind of show how silly the whole algorithm is that a, a, a one game or a couple of one games, I mean, there's only a, a points difference between us and Everton and we're on the you know same points as Burnley and yet Everton have got a 10% chance of going down and mm. us 50%. Of Although, I this. guess with, with the goal difference, you'd say it's sort of two points no but I was saying but why is it swung so much why, how can we were reduced so far and actually all it's taken is you know a couple of wins for another side to be one point in front of us and the other one on the same points as us has the algorithm watched us is this, is this the problem <laughs> maybe 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 AI is getting really really good but um, yeah I mean by the way um, Watford have formally gone down now I think I might have said last week that they were down but they weren't actually fully mathematically not, down were not they, fully no? but I mean they've been for weeks but they've been, they've been Hodgson down for weeks yeah, I mean, since since we beat them, essentially, they've, they've been down. That was their very last chance of getting out of it. It was nice to see Rog, Roy Hodgson celebrate relegation with a lap of honour at Selhurst Park. That, <laughs> and then, it was, he applauded all the, the Palace fans, didn't he? Had a nice time there and then went straight down the tunnel. Didn't see the Watford fans. So they were too far away, weren't they? <laughs> they were too far away for an old man's weary creaking bones to make it all the way over to that side of the pitch. That's so funny, I know. And he was having a, a jolly nice time. He saw Wilf Zaha and some of his other former players at Palace. Hmm. So maybe he thought he was still there. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Burnley lost though and that was good. Yeah. Particularly good because it was a home game against Villa who've not been in good form and they have to play Villa again. So it gives you hope that they won't beat them. Yeah, and they've, again. Got, they've got Spurs as well which, you know, all things, I know they've beaten Spurs already this season but that was a different Spurs that they beat mm-hmm. and all things being equal, Spurs have got to win that surely given, given everything. So it then potentially goes to the last day. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? <laughs> not good. Not good at all. I just, no, obviously, I don't want us to be down ahead of it. 
but I do want this all to be over as quickly as possible. Yeah. <laughs> is the is the feeling I have from it. So I mean we'll we'll see what happens against you know, Chelsea. Well it's interesting, you know, we spoke to Tony Dorigo over on the extra ball this week and we got chatted about some of the themes that kind of run through dressing rooms. Like Leeds were right up against it in nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety two, you know, in the wake of it was the four nil defeat at Man City. And they all got back into the dressing room and they looked at it and they said, Well, we've got this many games to go. It's not over yet. But what they concentrated on was the controllables, mm-hmm. stuff that in front of them that they could control, which was their own performance. And he said, and what it boils down to is it's just winning football matches. It's the same game that you play when you're five, when you're 10, it's the same pitch. It's 11 against 11 on a patch of grass. Simplify it back down to that. And you just need to go out and win a football match. And I think sometimes we do pile so much emotion and meaning onto this sort of stuff that it becomes so complex and so meaningful in our minds that we we forget that it is just a football match we need to win. And, a win will probably do us the world of good. Probably not going to rally. Yeah, I think Jesse will be um, quoting Lenny Kravitz soon with the, <laughs> in over till it's over. But Which, it, I mean, I don't, it's not over. I don't, I don't think this week is going to change much, and I don't think we're going to see any changes of significance until Saturday because I don't think we will. We're not playing till Sunday. Sunday, even whenever that is, the weekend is what I mean. Yeah, I don't think we will beat Chelsea. I think Everton will beat. Watford so then they'll be out of it but I kind of think they are anyway because I've always had them beating Watford down as a, as a definite anyway so we're into we're into the weekend for the important stuff mm. I'm not feeling great Watford did beat Everton earlier in the season mm. but I suppose they were trying at that point and they had a different manager so yeah I mean I'm trying to talk myself into this but I'm not <laughs> really convincing myself and likewise Burnley have got injuries now mm. uh, Vidra's out for the season and Tarkovsky might be so unlike our completely fully fit squad, that might give us a bit of an advantage. Vidra, didn't Vidra like do his ACL and, and carried on playing or something like that? I'm not sure actually. Is that yeah, right? He's done a fairly. He did a fairly serious ligament, and I think he must have felt like a, a twinge in it or something. That'll and be it, the that'll be the Deitch influence still at play. Just <laughs> get out there and run it off. Yeah, sponge on it and off you go. But yeah, yeah. It, it is good that the teams are having some injuries. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for that. But that leaves um, them with Ashley Barnes up front and the guy who's taller than your nan, and neither of which are scoring particularly mm. many goals so maybe a glimmer of hope there as well yeah I think somebody flagged up that they've scored what is it two in 60 appearances between them or something daft like that their front line so um, not a lot of goals potentially porous in defence there may just yet be enough their incompetence might yet might yet save us because mm. it's, it is, it's it's going down to the final pretty much isn't it I mean unless we can pull something out against Chelsea which uh, I don't see it I mean would you take a take frustrating them and getting a nil-nil it's, the question really is how many points would we accept now if offered? Or would you take... I think we'd all probably... We'd all take six for definite. Mm-hmm. Would you both take four? I think so. We only, only get three. Would you, I was <laughs> say, would you take three? I guess it goes back to the question of what you think Burnley are going to mm. do. That's what I mean. Though. Yeah. Right now it's hard to know, isn't it, what, what exactly we need? Because I think, I think four would probably be all right. Well, four is going to then take you up to 38 points, which has been more than enough mm. for most seasons. And three might be all right. I might accept three now if it was offered. I mean, one might be enough. It might, which would be a horrible way to end the season. It would be uh, hilarious if, if we stayed up with one more point. If the, I'm telling you now, mark me on this, if we stay up, it'll be done like that. It'll be one point and it'll mm. be the final day because that's Leeds. <laughs> the final day when we need a point. We only need a point. And pe- people, I think, on the comments of the match ball, where I tried to point this out and, and said so we might actually still squeak this moaned at me for being too positive get real but if you're too negative you get told you're being too negative 
I actually, and as I said this on propaganda, I think it's it's flip of a coin territory now. And I, also, I, yeah. being too positive is potentially suggesting we're getting one point out of out of nine. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not hugely positive. My, my positivity just remains in the fact that you know there is still a lot of road to run in this, and Burnley are not great. We're not great. One of us is going to go down, and I don't think it's going to be necessarily because one of us suddenly discovers Champions League form. So why not us? It's, it's a 50-50 shot, isn't it? Would you take just tossing a coin now and not having to do the three games? No, because I'm I'm all right now. Whatever happens, I've I've relaxed about this. Were, were we talking about this on on propaganda, or, or were we saying it off air? I can't quite remember, but I'm kind of just I'm fine about it now. Whatever happens, happens. I, I think I, I reached my stress capacity weeks ago, and I've just chosen. And it goes back to what I was saying there about Dorigo about managing what you can manage. So I can I can choose to get stressed about this or not, and it's not going to affect the outcome. It is true. I think people people need to understand that as well. Being negative on here has no influence about anything. <laughs> Me saying those words, it don't matter. Don't make, it, don't make any difference. Just like wearing a, pair, a certain pair of socks makes no difference. Yeah, you know, none of you, it, what Michael said, is none of it, none of it means if you didn't anything. Sit in, you know, if you sat like in a different seat than you normally would, that didn't have any influence. If you went, didn't have a drink at the same pub you always go to, that didn't have any influence either. We have very little influence <laughs> on things in the ground. There's something to be done for the for the for the chanting and whatnot. As I said the other week, I've seen Leeds well and truly cheered through a couple of relegations. So it doesn't yeah. so, so it doesn't it, it doesn't make as much difference as people would think. How? I think it, I think what it does do is mean it can make the experience not completely awful. Can that sort of thing? How close do you think it is to turning the atmosphere? Because I think you get the sense that the the club would very much like a a positive a positive atmosphere for the last couple of games at mm. home which they're, they're going to get against Chelsea it's going to start well always does because I think the fans know as we demonstrate at the end of the Man City game that our bit the bit that we can control is being loud for them and supportive for them and then hopefully they can deliver on the pitch but as we saw against Villa there will come a breaking point at some point when the frustrations spill over and there is a day of reckoning coming one way or another mm. hopefully it's after Brentford and we can say bloody hell that was close let's never do that again as you were saying on propaganda Michael or you know it's uh Get into them. Fuck them up. <laughs> I think they've One got the two. they've got Chelsea, haven't they? Where I think it will kind of a similar vibe to City, maybe. I think come Brighton, it depends on other results, doesn't it? But I think it could get quite angry there potentially. Mm. I also think Marsh's substitutions could have a part to play in that because mm. you know we've we've all been wanting to see Joffy. We've seen him get dragged off at the weekend without him really touching the ball. He's done it in the past, hasn't he? Where he's like brought Robin Cock on for attackers and stuff, which I just don't think he can't afford to do it now, can he? He's um he is under scrutiny as we have seen to the reaction to his press mm-hmm. conference today. People have, I think, have run out of patience with him, not to the extent of calling for him to go, but I don't think people really want to put up with more of his bullshit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I was just saying over on propaganda, I think that's because it's because there's no result being seen yet, as the we we don't know mm-hmm. what the the net effect of him doing the motivational quotes, talking about them. I mean, that stuff, if we stay up, none of that stuff matters and we'll go, all right then, that was the end that justifies the mm. means. As long as you get there, fine. But at the minute, there's been a lot of talking and unfortunately, from the club's perspective, there's been a lot of talking all year about this stuff. You know, and you even go back to January when not moving in the January window, the justification for it was based around Bielsa's ability and then they fired him a month later. Mm. And I think to be fair that as much as there is growing frustration with Marsh, it, it's still nowhere near as much as there is frustration with the board. I think they're more likely to be a target of songs and things like that. Mm, I wonder if they feel like they've done anything wrong because the fans certainly I'm do. I'm sure they won't do it this way again. No. Put it that way. There's no way they would, they would look back on this season and go, yep, yeah, wouldn't change anything with that. That went 
Absolutely perfectly. Because they, I'm sure, would argue that given the ninth place finish, you have to then go all in with Bielsa again. Mm-hmm. They weren't to know at that stage that his method might start to fall apart. So when it does start to fall apart, you've got to act. They've acted. They've put in who they think is the best man for the job. Would they Would they feel like they've done anything wrong? Yeah, they must do. Well, the timing maybe, or do, do they look at maybe with the Bielsa situation? With, again, this is, these are conversations for two weeks down the road, aren't they really? But mm. would they look at the Bielsa situation and say, we let that get out of hand? Because I think that's, the bit, that's probably been the big failing. If you're going to include... Bielsa was part of the blame for what's gone wrong this season. And he does have to take a share of it. Absolutely, Because, yeah, yeah. because we were not playing well. But, right. he, but he has because he's lost his job. Yes. So he has taken, yeah. his, he's, he's undoubtedly taken his share of the mm. blame. But it's that phrase of the tail whacking the dog, isn't it? If everything was done that Bielsa wanted and they lost faith in it, maybe you try and mitigate against potential failures. You, you look for the weak points in the system, don't you? Mm. Like tiny squad injuries, so on and so forth. The thing is, no one's going to blame Bielsa if, at the end of the season if we go down. Mm, I think they will. Mm, I think his name would be sung. It will probably end up being sung in the stadium, and he will. Well, he he'd be perceived as the least worst option under those circumstances. Yeah, I think yeah. he would be fairly unscathed in all of this because there was still there was still time for him to turn it around. Even though I don't think he would have done. Personally speaking, I think the the point he'll turn would be would be Brighton. I think, it, and it depends on what happens elsewhere as well because Burnley don't play midweek, do they? So they can't they can't gain on us in the midweek. Correct. If, yeah, but they could. Uh, where did they get? Where they did play. They the, play the Thursday between. And I'm trying to think. When do, they, when do the games kick off on the weekend? Are they ahead of us, or is it the same time? What the, the timings of them? Mm. Um, I have got them on a separate set of notes. Bear with me. I'm just trying to remember how it. Just trying to I think, think how they this, kick off at noon, don't they? I'm just trying to think how this could pan out in the stadium. They kick off at noon at Spurs, and then we kick off at two o'clock. So if they've if they have won that game or got something from that game, mm. and then we're losing against Brighton. I mean, if they've if they've won that game and we lose against Brighton, we are down. Mm. <laughs> To look at it that way. Well, assuming we get nothing from Chelsea. Uh, yes, it's noon. Yeah, and then uh, the Everton-Brentford game is after us, so we're sandwiched right in the middle there. Jesus. And then they've got their games in hand, both Everton and Burnley play on Thursday the 19th, ahead mm-hmm. of the final day. So it's likely to roll through to at least that Thursday, if not the Would final day. Would it help if Massimo turned up at Brentford in the away end with a hot dog? Mm. Just to lighten the mood a little bit. Get us back to people, that. People liked that, didn't they? People thought he was a great character. So. Maybe Radrazani should do the same. <laughs> Hot dogs for everyone, guys. Well, while we're on the bleak relegation talk, in well, addition the, to the t-shirts, the uh, the twenty threes. We'll talk about the t-shirts in a sec. Actually, the twenty threes have gone down as well, which is obviously a blow. And I, that's actually part of the same problem, isn't it? The fact that we mm. pulled so many twenty threes into the first team, and they were travelling with the first team when the twenty threes were playing that. It's depleted that squad to the extent where they've been playing a lot of 18s and they've paid for it with divisional status. So part of the the, the so-called succession plan through to the first team has been massively damaged by trying to get them through into the first team because we needed them. Is it wrong to say it was quite funny at full-time at Arsenal to then look at my phone and go, oh, right, oh, we'll get it. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the 23s, yeah, like you say, they've kind of been decimated by the injuries in the first team as much as anything. But there is work to be done there as well. Like They've not had... Uh, proper left back all season it's been Leo Hilda playing there or Liam McCarran who is a winger and likewise at right back even when Drama was there at the start of the season Chris Moore who was a centre half has been playing there it's um, kind of similar to the first team where they've built a squad of wingers and little attacking midfielders but there are some kind of glaring holes in that squad whether relegation actually matters a great deal at that level I'm not too sure it's, it's such a strange league and set up and style of football but given the club have put so much stock on it mm. and told us how brilliant it is and you've got Marsh 
on Sunday telling us we're going to have the best academy in three years, it's not a great look. It's oh, Well, that's actually the timing of that. It's not necessarily that Marsh is doing all the press coverage. Maybe what he's saying, it's like, read the room a little bit. And just like two minutes ago as we record this, the club have just announced memberships for next season. Mm, excellent. 22-23. How much are they? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I haven't actually followed the link yet. I will... Um, I will do that um, because it, one of the criticisms of it this year was that there was no value in it uh, at all for people other than the right to get into a queue to buy tickets. Mm. Won't be a problem next season. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the Dallas t-shirts then? Because I mean, we had a bit of fun um, laughing at it at the weekend. The gravestone shaped t-shirts. It was very gravestone-y. Um, I suppose what did Dallas think of it would be my question. Mm. If Dallas saw it and went, what have you done that for? <laughs> then... I'd like maybe was he consulted? I don't know. He doesn't seem very Stuart Dallasy to make himself the centre of attention like that. I think it was a nice thing to do from his perspective, definitely. And I'm sure he would have he would have liked the um, like the show of support from everybody. Was it necessary though? I'm not totally sure. It, it feels like just a desperate attempt at motivating the players as much as anything. Yeah, it? I think I think that's it. It's like it's a an attempt to bring togetherness, like try and I guess try and unite around Stuart Dallas's broken femur I was like this can we can keep ourselves up because of um, if, if you're being cynical about it you'll say was it not for the cameras as well same as that big display was against Man City I mean, mm. what, is it for us or is it for the for the watching world yeah, yeah. and this sort of, I don't know this sort of thing with football you can it can veer a bit towards like mawkish this this sort of thing as well where it's a bit just a bit overblown a bit Liverpooly because like they wore the t-shirts for Van Dijk didn't they and for, and for Suarez as well yeah. when he'd uh, racially abused someone that was a nice touch when they, when they did that <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. It's fine, isn't it? Probably. It probably has no influence on anything. So no, I whatever. Think, I mean, I think the only thing. I mean, like, and I, I want to qualify this by saying I want I want Leeds United to succeed and be the best version of itself. But to jump on this stuff straight away, and it was a nice gesture. You know, maybe you didn't enjoyed holding up the word Yorkshire as well. But for them to not have the presence of mind to do anything for the families of Chris and Kev a month ago when that anniversary came mm. around, and if you are to judge by the comments of of George Spate on Twitter, the families weren't consulted about it. So they can sort out two and a half thousand t-shirts in the away end at a drop of a hat, but they didn't do anything about that, which do our fans think is more important in the grand scheme of things in terms of our identity and the things that are important to our identity. I don't know. It's just a question I wish somebody would answer. I know what you mean, but it's for the the way it looks is yeah. is important for, I guess, the TV audience and the worldwide people looking at Leeds United going, that's nice, they've done a They've done a big word on the stand. How lovely. But yeah, uh, Yorkshire's a bit of a, a, I don't know, I find it Yorkshire a bit of a weird one to go with as well on the stand. Mm. I know we do sing it, but it feels like, I don't know, mm. there are obviously lots of Yorkshire clubs. Not yeah. as good as us, but still. Well, Huddersfield are the Yorkshire club. They, they are, yes, yeah, of they, course. So, uh, there's that 10% increase in the availability of general admission tickets for next season, which increases the chances of uh, members getting... How have uh, they done that? They built yeah. some more seats. I don't know. <laughs> this is including extensive dialogue with uh, various supporters body, bodies, including Sports Trust and the Supporters Advisory Board. The club are introducing a new and exclusive tier of membership called My Leeds Priority, which rewards and recognises long-standing existing My Leeds club members who have been a consecutive paying official member or season ticket holder for the last 10 years. Right. Okay. And that ties in with changing to SeatGeek as the ticketing provider. One of the things that they were talking about was introducing some Scheme of loyalty. Yeah, so it I looks mean, like, the, it looks like the, ring, the ring fence and some tickets for that band of supporters as well. Ticket, if people want tickets, if there's a, 
a lot of demand, it's always going to be a contentious mm. thing, is this? Because there's always going to be someone who was like, you know, how, yeah. how do you balance someone who had a season ticket for 20 years, but not the last five years? Like, are they more loyal than someone who's had one for the last three years? Like just the way, the way people, people always want like individual circumstances to be taken into account. It's like, well, but I, I lived away during that period, so I should get, I should still have some loyalty for that. It's like, it sounds like there's the no re- obviously fair way of doing the it. The rest of the home match tickets are being sold via, via ballot thereafter. Okay. So rather than I think rather than the bond fight trying to get in first, it's going to be done via ballot. It's quite a um, strange loyalty of ten years. Is, is that quite a big thing? Not you know based because the ones that Seek Geek have done around other Premier League clubs are certain amount of games in previous seasons or whatever. Because for instance, I know, like I've got friends who have been season tickets for season ticket holders for years, our members for years. But for instance, under Chilino, we're just like well, fuck this, <laughs> which you know is understandable. Mm. But I, I mean, I don't know. Ten years as well. If you if you're eighteen, that's kind of harsh. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I was why, were you, why weren't you a member at eight? It's more than likely. I suspect they've gone to the database and said, "Well, how many will, will that put yeah. into that category?" Well, if it's ten thousand, let's say, then that's a good cutoff point, or it might be nine years or eight years, depending on how. I many mean, that's the thing. I am saying this is a guy who was at uni less than ten years ago. So for three years, I didn't have a. Membership. Oh me! It's on me, 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 me. Well, exactly. Rob. Yeah, that's, I want the ticket, mate. Come on. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely sick of it. Um, so the membership. Pricing structure at 75 quid for the priority tier, 45 quid for juniors. Same again for my leads plus. And then the bog standard my leads is 50 and 30. So I will, we'll have to look into that and maybe reflect on it another week because it's just out. And there you go. Part one done. Uh, not the happiest <laughs> part one of, uh, no. of, of the season. Uh, soon be over. Uh, soon we can say that with a degree of certainty. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com we're previewing chelsea we're looking ahead to brighton uh, what do you think is going to happen in these two season-defining games? <laughs> I don't know. I think we probably lose them both, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> Michael. I'm sorry. But they're both better teams than us. Do you think the Reds have gone? Our players? Yeah. Um, it looked a bit that way. Both with Ailing 
Ailing's challenge, and then... But was that not down to being 2-0 down, though, within 10 minutes? Mm, possibly. But, you know, look ahead a bit then. Try and put things right longer term rather than doing that. Uh, <laughs> doing that. <laughs> just don't, don't do that, Luke. Do it. Last game of the season, fine, if we're down. Lose your head then. Alan Smith in Valencia, you know, when it, we're at a point when it, it makes no odds. I, yeah. can, I can see the frustration then, but, you know, we were never likely to get in from Arsenal, so just don't be an idiot would be my advice there. But um, I don't know, I feel like we we're putting a lot of hope in the Brighton game, but Brighton are quite good. They're like top of the form table at the other minute. Yeah. And we always seem to struggle against them as well. They just seem to have a style that completely stifles us. But then we, that's when we were playing more expansive football, we're not now. But I mean, I don't really have much faith in Dan James against their three giant centre-backs or things like that. I mean, I would argue we'd look worse if anything. So, I mean, yeah, I can't say I'm uh, looking forward to it. Because if there's one, yeah, you're right though, though we we did under Bielsa's football, we never seemed to quite have the measure of them. Their, their mm-hmm. style, however it, you know, however you break it down, seemed to be effective against us. So maybe our style will confuse them. That was my hope against Arsenal because they battered us so much at Ellen Road. I thought, well, it'd be a different setup this time. They won't be able to get in down their wings as easily and oh there they were every single time they but, got the ball but you can never draw direct equivalence between one team and another can you no um, you know you've got to play the occasion as it you know comes on the day and, and like for example Chelsea probably got Champions League sorted out can be caught by Arsenal can't they so there's that chase is on but they've got the balance of the of the FA Cup final and they still finish fourth probably I think yeah. it, they'd have to lose a few I think three games and Spurs would have to win all theirs or something they're, they're pretty much safe in the Champions League space in I don't know if the third is, does third to fourth make any difference do you get to go in at a later qualifying round or something or is it potentially but they know they're going to get in it's not they? much it's, there's not much jeopardy in it truth be told so just concentrate on the FA Cup that's what I say to you Chelsea they've got to have half an eye on it because footballers naturally are going to want to play at Wembley aren't they it's, it's really weird because I'm I'm worried that Brighton are in good form but I'm also worried that Chelsea are in too poor form <laughs> and I, I expect a reaction I think well this can't surely last mm-hmm. uh, like as soon as we saw them lose to Everton you thought well they're going to be brilliant against us aren't they mm. but yeah you hope you hope that they um, change some players I guess but that's about all the hope I'm holding on to we gave them a good run for their money albeit playing Bielsa's football earlier in the season yeah we should have got something from that game we were very unlucky we get to um, we get to say hello to Rudier again don't we yeah. he was he was a pleasant character yeah. in that, the first game I know that whenever you know things get bad like this and we're staring down the barrel at Leeds everyone completely writes off our chances but and I know we've been fairly terrible in recent games but we're not as bad as you might think. We've we've got it in us to be better than we are. And also, it, anything can happen in a game. You know, yeah. Chelsea could have someone sent off early. We could get a penalty. There are there are things that can turn a game that ordinarily you wouldn't win into a win. And we just God, do we need something like that? I mean, we had it at Wolves, didn't we? Yeah. Truthfully, that was that was one of those things that we were not getting anything from that game. Yeah. In a million years, and then some madness happened. Look at like Derby in the playoffs. That one, they weren't getting back into that game at all. Kiko Kassi comes out, Cooper and him get in a mix-up and it all crumbles for us for a little period and why can't someone else crumble <laughs> at some point, please? Because they're, they're not a happy, it's not a happy place, is it, Chelsea, at the minute? They're not, they're just not very jolly. They're, they're a weird one though, Chelsea, aren't they? Because they get talked up as like title challenges or whatever every year and then they finish third or fourth but it does feel like they're in crisis or something if they finish that way. Mm. Albeit then last season they went and won the Champions League, which it's funny, isn't, isn't it? Isn't yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there's talk of like the players who are leaving, and there are a few, I think, by, who are going to Madrid by the sounds of it. Mm. Maybe and, and you know, foot off the gas, uh, being a bit mercenary about it. I'm trying to find things to cling on to here that that might just if that. I think I said in one of the shows, maybe through the week or last week, that if they can be just five percent off their peak 
and we can give it everything. You just, you just never know, do you? You never know. Yeah, and and as much as I am thoroughly miserable here, I'm looking forward to it still. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to the game and the experience of it, and hopefully it will be loud from the start, and it'll be it'll be a really memorable night because you do live with that hope, don't you? Even even in the the worst of times, you think, what if it's brilliant though? Like just just occasionally games happen unexpectedly, don't they? And you and you they end up being like some of your some of your best memories of watching watching football. So you never know. And I think in the stadium, I think it will be positive on on Wednesday. I don't think there will be any particular negativity. There might be if we go too down early on or something like that. But I feel like overall, it will. the crowd will stick with it. Listening to Marsh this morning as well, he's talking about uh, Liam Cooper should be back. He says he, he believes he'll be back because he thought he'd be back against Arsenal. But I think that he'd that's huge if he's back, especially with Aileen now suspended. We desperately need him mm. as captain in there. Who would you stick at right back? <laughs> I, guess it, it's, I mean, he was talking about that in his presser as well. He's saying Shackleton's an option. There's the option of playing Dan James or, God forbid, Rafinha as a wing back. Mm. He also talked about moving a centre-half there, which I presume is Robin Cock, which yeah. I really wouldn't want to see because we need to have some form of threat. If Shackleton would, would be there, yeah, fine, I guess. I think, that's going to have a lot of him though, isn't it? Yeah. He's not played in... When did he last have a game? If, months and months ago. If it is a wing back, I would much rather it be Dan James there than Rafinha. I think. I mean, I actually think Dan James did all right there at the weekend, and yeah. he's kind of got like a Alioski vibe to him. Of well, at least he can run mm. up and down, up and down, up and down. Whereas Rafa just feels completely wasted there. I think we need him much further up the pitch. We, we need some threat, don't we? We need mm. some threat. Yeah, we, we do. We've had none, and hopefully Galhart gets another go up, up top as well because yeah. he's he just he's really been quite cursed with luck this season he was going to get a run I think earlier and he was injured wasn't he so he didn't he didn't get to play in that and then obviously was got his start against Arsenal but then the sending off meant he was taken off which I, st- I still don't fully agree with but that's the decision that was taken it just feels like he's never he never gets an opportunity mm. not a proper one anyway mm. and it, we, he'd been brought on to summon some magical powers to get us some points in the last five minutes of games but it's not very fair to rely on a, anyone to do that never mind a well, like 19, 20 year old to be like go on then just go do and go do a goal for us. We need one here. If um, if Cooper comes back in, I suspect we'll go three at the back. Do you? Oh well, five at the back, seven at the back. <laughs> Whatever that was that we tried to do against Man City, eight in the middle. Yeah. Don't 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 think of front and back. Just think of middle and side. It's all middle. <laughs> yes. Um. I, I've got a feeling that's what he'll go for with that. A similar thing to to what we did against Man City. Try and invite them on and catch them on the break, which nearly worked in the first few minutes. Mm, I mean, Chelsea have got a bit of a different proposition up front because they have some big strikers as options they've got Lukaku and even like Havertz is quite tall as well so they've got they do have out balls that maybe Man City don't like they, mm. can, they can if they want just kind of chuck it in the box Be interesting. mix it as Chelsea do. <laughs> stick in the mix I mean he he was saying that he Marsh was saying that he replaced Click at half time because he was on a booking and he didn't want him to get sent off and lose another play to suspension but I think given the way Bate played as well and the way Click hasn't really looks like he fits in with this kind of mm. with what's been asked of him anyway I'd yeah I think there's a decision to be made there as well <laughs> I, genuinely, I mean it sounds mad to be like yeah let's throw bait in in like the most high pressure three games we've got of the season but I would actually wouldn't mind seeing him no point to prove as well against yeah. against Chelsea former mm. club and all that get himself sent off <laughs> <laughs> settle some old scores from the training ground yeah definitely it, it almost feels impossible to look at the Brighton game without seeing what happens with Chelsea isn't it now because everything is it's got down to that part of the season where everything is on every game mm. and Brighton will be framed around what happens against Chelsea because if we win against Chelsea if we defy the odds and get a miracle and beat them and then suddenly Brighton looks a hell of a lot different depending on what what Burnley do 
doesn't it? I mean, with Burnley playing before us, I feel like most it, could of this, a, it could be a carnival. I feel like most of this podcast has just been us going, well, this could but, happen. But, if <laughs> but then, but then, oh, maybe, maybe we'll get the, then they'll lose and then it'll be out. Actually, I'll be fine. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe Brighton's a staying up party. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? By the seaside. <laughs> Almost. United away. <laughs> Actually, we, can, we can't technically stay up, can we? Because I think they could still get, they just have two games to play, wouldn't they? But anyway. I don't. I'm not too concerned about us winning both games and being not being able to celebrate soon enough. Yeah, oh, this isn't fair. <laughs> and Brighton is likely to be farewell to Rafa. The, the 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 horrible feeling I've got about it is if it does go bad and Lord only knows it's capable of going bad with Leeds, it will turn toxic ultimately because it's the last chance of the fans to voice their disapproval. Never mind. Farewell to Rafa. Farewell to Calvin uh, this season. Um, yeah, and Calvin as well. Can't thought about that. Yeah. Don't worry though, lots more junior furpo next season. Um, is that it'll be horrible and it'll turn really destructive and we won't be able to say thanks to them. I mean, there have been final games. I was at the Charlton relegation. Well, we were already relegated, but the final game in the Premier League and that was a bit more of a carnival atmosphere. But then you saw, because it had already happened, people were just being like, ah, oh, well, fuck it. One last, one last chance to kind of go to a game in the Premier League and have a bit of a party. Whereas Ipswich going down that ended up with bottles being thrown at Ipswich fans and a pitch invasion and horrible, so maybe, horrible atmosphere. So maybe it goes toxic a bit earlier when people realise it's got away from us and then towards the end we just we then get a chance to be nice. <laughs> and, then there's, and there's a sad lap of disgrace at the end. We, we go, we're never going to see you again. But that's not going to happen because we're going to stay up. Okay, let's just let's just go with blind faith. <laughs> the thing is, I, I'm aware this is coming from me, but pessimism really doesn't get you anything it just means you're upset about things before they've happened yeah <laughs> which is so you get to you get to be miserable for a bit longer which is why i just try not to think about it sometimes what do you reckon then points wise from these two or is it, is it even worth thinking about <laughs> zero <it>? zero great <laughs> Rob, zero. if i'm honest i mean you were just saying there's no room for pessimism so i'll say three points okay well i mean i was going to go for three let's go for four i have to just not think about it because i don't like optimism is comforting it's like, but I don't like to allow myself <laughs> these things. It's like people, like people find comfort in all sorts, don't they? In you know, religion things. But I think no, that's cheating. <laughs> that's pretend comfort. You, you need want, to just suffer with this. You want to be that monk who lived on top of a pole for like six, <laughs> six months or whatever, don't, don't you? In the lotus position. So yeah, I'm just going to ignore it. Okay. So the actual genuine, the genuine verdict is, please, isn't it? <laughs> Never mind what points we actually think we're going to get. It's just please, as Gandhi said, believe. We're doing heroes and villains. And first, the Kent Bates Villain of the Week Award. Somebody who's annoyed us this last week. Who could it be, Michael? Everyone. Is it Luke Ayling or is it everybody? (laughs) It's Luke Ayling is part of everybody. Yeah, Luke Ayling is certainly winning it on the weight of of nominations. Fairpost Tash said there should be a landslide result for Ayling. And it pretty much is. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of scattergun nominating going on here. Somebody spraying out into the the battlefield with with a machine gun and trying to hit everything and anyone. Uh, the club, Marsh, Ailing, Stupid, Leeds United. You know, it's 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 not pretty, is it out there? I think um, KP deserves a mention. Who's nominated the entire team? Uh, well, the entire club, in fact. He's in England for the during the season for the first time in eight years, and so far I've seen Stuart Dallas die, Luke Ailing go mad, and Calvin likely play his last games for the club. Delighted they saved this for me. Also had to sit in the Arsenal end today because getting Leeds tickets is like the Hunger, hunger Games now, but less fun. <laughs> the Arsenal fans are annoyingly hospitable. Yeah. Uh, and Jack the Optimist, the club, all of the bastards, the PR team, Jesse, all the shitbag players, a lot of them. There you go. Um, some more specific grievances I think, I think being levelled at other people, aren't there? I've just noticed actually Goldie, who was the one who was 
we weren't sure if he was being sarcastic. He was because right. everybody is nominated by ah, him. Okay. So I think unless that I must have put that in the wrong column and that was a hero. Everyone's a hero because it doesn't matter what happens. Mm, uh, the board are coming in for some attention. Again, feels like one that's going to be uh, a day of reckoning. That's going to be part of the day of reckoning that's coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, the book stops with them, says Paul. Unimpressed Paul at that. Perpetually in pain, says Angus Kinnear. Our analysis indicates that many January options requiring an eight-figure investment would not be a material improvement on the current performances of emerging players. Mm. Lewis Bate did look good at Arsenal. He did look good. You know. He did look good. We've left it late to introduce him. <laughs> it's like a surprise. <laughs> We've been hang- holding him back all this Remember time. Maybe that's it. Maybe we just we let Lewis Bate and Joffrey loose in the last few games mm. and they're the ones who save the season at the cost of the 23s going down. But I forget those chumps. If the first team stay up, that's great. Ah, uh, dear me. Luke Ayling, yeah, onto him. Loads. Uh, I mean, do we even need to go through these? Everyone knows. Disgraceful tackle. Brain dead. What a pillock. Luke Ayling, he knows what he does. By Joe. Feels <laughs> just sad. Yeah, and uh, Richard pointing out that again, we needed car- calm heads, and he's the captain, and captain overboard. <laughs> describes him as, and the ship is going down. There's so much love for Ayling, isn't there? Generally speaking. That it'd have been much easier if it had just been Junior Furpo who did this. Then you could have just gone, what a dick, <laughs> get him sold. I expected it, yeah. But Ailing, you're kind of like, oh, not you, not you as well, Luke. Bloody hell. I know we, I mean, this year, this season in particular, he's not had a great season. But don't do that. I mean, on the plus side, he's not had a great season. So him being out of the team isn't as bad as it would be if he was like, you know, banging form and you're thinking we're really going to miss him. Like if Rafinha was out, for example, even though he's not in form, but someone we definitely need. I feel like Ailing, playing as he has been, not a huge miss necessarily. Marsh, giving uh, giving people bad vibes. Speaking of vibes, like uh, Rich AD said, uh, Marsh in the media, stop giving interviews during a relegation battle like you're a Harvard lecturer and focus on winning a game of football, giving off Kanye West's hype man vibes. And it was, um, yeah, it's Lee and the Cheese who's um, suggesting there's an absolute contrast between how Marsh says we will play in his 1,000 interviews <laughs> And how fucking terrible we are when it comes to the game day. That's the thing I can't reconcile at the minute, mm. is that for all the talk, and the talk is good, there's a lot of talk and not a lot of result. We're heading back to Warnock era a bit with the old, you'll never see a Leeds United team play like that again, and we're, we're going we're gonna to really be changed. You won't recognise this team. We're such fighters and all this. And then you, you, kind of, you go out and watch it and you think, mm, I'm not sure what the... Is there any plan here? Mm. And a, a part of the uh, the aggression thing, actually, so Mike Mike Sunshine Pantera said uh, it's tied between Jesse and Luke. Said a broken femur and a reckless red card later. I question if we need to be more aggressive is really what we needed. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, Marsh needs to be judged. That's, people will say this. The people who don't agree will will say Marsh needs to be judged next season when he's had a transfer window in his squad and all that. But it's kind of kind of a job to do now, isn't there? Well, yeah, he's brought in to do a job now. And if he if he didn't think it was possible to keep us up without a transfer window, then shouldn't have probably taken it. Mm. <laughs> Although he did say at the time, didn't he? Did he? <laughs> he said, I told Victor, I don't think I should do this. Mm. Again, conversations for two weeks from now. Uh, Melier gets a solitary nomination, actually. Although yeah, that, was the thing that, that was the thing that set us onto the path, wasn't it, really? And as Johnny B says, he says, as much as I don't like to, Melier has to be nominated. And it does feel like that. Like, he's so far in credit with us that it was hard to watch that and, and defend it just kick the ball and don't let the Arsenal players go. Blaming external parties then. Niketia gets a, a nomination saying he shouldn't have dunked on us like that, says Tom. TJ doesn't like that. We made it very easy for him though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Martinelli uh, is picked out by TJ. He says he doesn't like his shit-eating grin. 
Mm, he has had absolutely had us on toast both games this year, hasn't he, Martinelli? He's had a, he's had a very fun season against us. Uh, ben White as well. Yeah, for the earring alone, <laughs> he's nominated. He did. He, he does look a bit like a pirate. Uh, well, he's got a hell of a tan. Yeah, from being on the, the old Seven Seas. Yeah, he's going over and drinking rum in the Caribbean, isn't he? Out on the deck. Um, us three, which is me, you, and. Moscow. Yeah. Because we've got Robin and We've followed yeah. advice. Roger says you three sound as tired and over overtrained as a third season Bielsa team. Get Colin in and play the kids. Here he is. And look and look how enthusiastic <laughs> I am about this season. <laughs> we've all got years on Rob and Rob's broken as well. <laughs> uh, um Gandhi. Mm, fair enough, yeah. Yeah, Lucy nominates him for uh, his, his quotes didn't inspire. Um inspire enough there. Yeah, Gear said the same as well for not having an inspirational enough quote. Whatever it was didn't work, did it? Yep. Said Lucy says, yeah, his uh, his quotes inspired a quick concession of the lead and needless violence. Might as well have gone with live, laugh, love for all the bastard in good it did. <laughs> oh, we're, not, we're all very nihilistic at the minute, aren't we, when this is happening? Morley Ryan has nominated himself, which is nice of him. Uh, he made a Normanton-esque insurance bet for us to get relegated at the start of the season. However, the winnings of £120 seem paltry now in terms of happiness. Need to go bigger on that. Like 120 <laughs> quid's not doing anything for you, is it? You don't, need... Don't encourage a gambling. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but the insurance bet, I mean... I mean, you can get, you can have a good night out on it. Have you had an insurance bet? Yeah, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a worthwhile one. Mm. I did nearly look at it, go big on it the other week when it was ten to one. I thought, but I also thought at that point, nah, I was staying up. <laughs> Idiotically, that's what that's what optimism got me. Done yeah. myself out of a load of money. <laughs> Asking is uh, Ryan what to do with the winnings potentially. Um, donate to charity or bang it all on another bet to get promoted. Suggestions welcome. Get yourself um, a seventy-five pound Leeds United membership. Mm. Cleanse the soul, put it back into the club. That's what I say. There's a, we can buy, so we can buy another junior furpo. There'll be some more NFTs about soon. Yeah, get one of Michael Owens yeah. that you can't lose. You cannot lose money on. Right. Apparently, is that true? That's what Michael Owens says. Right. The reason you can't lose money on is because you can't sell it for less than you bought it for, which arguably means you just can't sell it at all <laughs> at some point. Right. But that's how you cannot lose money by like refusing to sell something. That's what you do with your car, isn't it? Yeah. So. Like if you've got a car, that, even if it's an old broken car that you've paid money for in the first place, just refuse to sell it for less than that, and then you never, you never have to realise a loss on it. So negative, negative equity, not not a possible thing. If you don't sell equity, it, no. if you don't sell it, um, it's fine. Uh, Scrooge doesn't like Furpo, doesn't think he can keep this escapade up much longer. Surely someone in an Amazon warehouse is wondering where they're for. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a mystery Furpo, isn't he? Because Alioski, who at this point last season we kind of wanted to replace. He was good at running up and down, and he he did sometimes turn games, and he could he could hit and miss, but he could put a cross in sometimes. He could sometimes shoot. He could sometimes defend. I've not seen Furpo do much of anything. I mean, the maddest thing is, is that these haven't even been his worst games of like quite a distance. <laughs> so the maddest thing is we haven't paid for him yet. Mm. Well, we've paid something. We'll just knock it off the Rafa twenty million pound fee, shall we? Oh God, yeah, he's got a release clause, hasn't he? Mm. Uh, that's going to be fun at the end of the season the the whole if we go down it's fine because we'll sell Rafinha for 80 million I'm trying I'm trying very not if, not if we go down I'm trying very very hard to see the humans at Leeds United because you know as you get older maybe I think you become a bit more empathetic towards other people mm. or do you, I don't know <laughs> not the way politics in this country is going I don't I've not seen I've not seen much of that towards Jesse this morning no. I have to say <laughs> with his Mother Teresa quotes and all that but even but even that like I know Furpo is probably trying his best. I know Jesse's trying his best. I know Radrazani's probably trying his best. And it annoys me that I'm annoyed. I don't want to be annoyed here. I want everyone to be fine and, and happy and doing well mm-hmm. like it was two years ago. Bollocks, isn't it? thing is that ultimately, if someone's not very good, 
then you you kind you you've kind of got to get rid of them. Whether paying ten thousand, whether or not you play left back for Leeds United or. You know, you, you're out in Tesco doing the trolleys, but you keep smashing them into cars. Yeah. Eventually, someone's going to go, you're, you're a nice guy, but you really just need to take them from one place to the other without hitting stuff yeah. uh, as a minimum requirement. So, yeah, so I think like if your hairdresser just completely chopped like half your... You what? Rob, if your hairdresser <laughs> you know, is chopping away and took like... He went, oh, yeah, leave my fringe, but then they hacked all your fringe off. You would, mm. you'd be, you'd, ah, you need to get rid of him. Like, yeah, or her. And uh, yeah, yeah, fair point. I just, I just want, I want everything to be nice. In, again. in Firpo's defence, he's never had a, a run, has he? This season, he's constantly been injured and in and out, and oh, um, getting suspended. Yeah, he didn't get booked. Mm. That was good. <laughs> yeah, surprising. Well done. Although I, I think I've seen just ahead of us speaking to Tony Dorigo, I get the feeling refs have kind of gone. Ah, he's, he's, he's more trouble to you on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, I'll, leave, I'll leave him on. Just the edges. No, I could send him off, but what would the point be, really? <laughs> You just gonna you just you just put someone else there. Yeah, it's not it's no worse with him there, is it? Exactly. Just leave him on. <laughs> it's Luke Ayling, isn't it? Reluctantly, I think so. This week, we should say it's only a few weeks since we were asking what more could Luke Ayling have done for Leeds after he scored that winner against Wolves, and we we're remembering all these great moments. But don't do that at the same time. Mm. Consider this a, a formal reprimand. Mm. Okay. Come back next season, better what, for the championship, maybe. The Gitano Baradi Hero of the Week award. Now, who's our hero? Players. Fairly short in supply, nomination-wise, but Bate gets a lot for um, running about lots. Um, some, some, I guess, TJ dominates him for Bate, I guess. He showed some glimpses of his range of passing, being the only one to play well. Slightly less shite, Joe says. That's, that's high praise. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, no one exactly... Oh, actually, there's some Marky Mark says it reminded him of McPhail. So that's good. Yeah. That's, that's a good point now, yeah. That sort of short, low centre of gravity kind of uh, one of the left foot vibe. Yeah, yeah that sort yeah. of a thing. Nowhere Man points out that he's only got 20 more minutes for us this season than Helder Costa. Has Helder Costa played for us this season? He, I was he really... played in the League Cup against Crew, didn't he? Was he, he still here? My God, yeah. I've no memory of it. It feels we'll like he... Build a side around him next year, Michael. <laughs> yeah, he's coming back, isn't he? And Kiko next year. <laughs> Still time to extend the box contract. Isn't Speaking it? of which, alcohol. Sam's uh, saying alcohol. I think that, that probably reflects your experience in corporate at Arsenal. That's but, my hero of the weekend, definitely, yeah. Uh, families. Rowan's very grateful for a family, for putting up with him for the next few weeks, which he's sure will be unbearable for them. Stuart Dallas getting hero nominations still. Well, he wasn't any part of that game, was he? So that was good. Although uh, Ryan is saying RIP, gone before his time, etc. John, John P saying as well, not many players could command the respect to make Rad's fork out for 3,000 t-shirts. When we wanted the club to spend money on a midfielder, I didn't have this in mind. <laughs> and to be fair, it wasn't 3,000, it was 2,500 because the back lot of seats, they didn't have enough, did they? Oh, okie doke. Presumably, because we were trying to get the, uh, you know, the F off Bob t-shirts that, in fact, Rob's wearing yours today, aren't you? Um, it turns out white t-shirts like rocking horse shit at the minute. So mm. we ended up having like a few little minor production delays. So these fuckers have nicked them all. I've not checked eBay yet. Are they on there? I wanted to know what they were going for. Oh, okay. that's a good point. I'll, um, I'll look that up. Yeah, have a look at that. Who's manning the Arsenal end? Let's have a look. He says, uh, MJ says, I have to nominate the man sat in front of me at the Emirates. I was sat behind enemy lines, as were many Leeds fans. When Llorente smashed in that corner, he got up on his seat and started cheering and celebrating the goal. Many Arsenal fans started pushing him, to which he started shoving back and brawling with everyone around him. Then I noticed his wife next to him, who had started giving the middle finger to everyone around. A few moments later, they just walked out. Proud to be Leeds. <laughs> there is one Stuart Dallas shirt on eBay. Still six days, seven hours left on it. 53 quid. Jesus Christ. So if you've got one, <laughs> get it on. Get it on there. Or if you've got 10 like some people got who went in there early and just started scooping them up. 
Mm. Bastards. Juventus got some nominations, by the way. Uh, goal line clearance and a poacher's goal. I don't remember the clearance. Oh, I forgot about the clearance. That was after right under the crossbar, wasn't it? I think he oh, hit the bar there. and it went out. I can't quite remember. Again, talking about the nihilistic side of things, ex-Leeds fan Ben, great name, <laughs> says the climate disaster that's coming save us from putting up with this shite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have been saying, back to Llorente, we have been saying we look more dangerous from corners under Marsh. That is one definite positive. Good to get a goal. Good mm. confidence boost for him. Uh, Wisconsin Todd, proud of Dan James for being a carrier pigeon now. <laughs> Passing the on notes, notes during the, the game. Note, yeah. yeah, Which I figured worked his bollocks off, said Carlo. Uh, playing right wing back as well. Robbie, he had a turn at that, says Rob. He started out at Hull slash Swansea as a wing back. Never knew that. No, there you go. Is that true? On, on the note, actually, Adsham does nominate Jesse for this. I think he's misremembering the exact way this worked because he's nominated for Mars shoving a note down that little scum bastard's pants <laughs> like a disgraced PE teacher. <laughs> He did. He put it in his hand, and yeah. then and then James. There was no put it down. Hand to trouser interface was the between Marsh and no. It James. was very. It was very much in his hand, and, and the watching audience of millions would would probably verify that unless he whispered it to him. Put it down your pants. <laughs> Go on. Uh, and hand it then and hand it back to me. <laughs> oh, Michael. Oh dear, uh, Michael, your pessimism uh, is being nominated for hero ship from Lee and the Cheese. Okay, good. I think I deserve that. A, mo- a model for life. <laughs> And all that. Who else we got? I mean, Aileen does get a hero nomination from Jelly. Fair play for finding a way out of dealing with these last three fixtures. Wish I could do that. <laughs> you can't quit now. No, you and, can't, you can't see it through. Likewise, Furpo gets a nomination from Il Cliasil. Junior Furpo, always a good laugh. <laughs> Furpo's Tash actually nominates a boy in Fife. Says the little lad I met in Fife who had a Melier top on. I thought of our joy as we discussed our love of Leeds and of Spider Boy as I watched Melier go full fucking tonto and cost us the first goal. Still love you, Melier, but for fuck's sake. Some fair nominations as well for a combination of Villa, Buendia, Burnley losing, because that was basically the highlight of the weekend, wasn't it? And will probably be the highlight of next week, midweek, when they go to Villa Park, Burnley. So Villa, great bunch of lads. Always had a lot of time for them. Yeah. So despite all that stuff we said before <laughs> and the recent fallouts, I mean, let's who do you want in the Premier League, Villa? Do you want us having these fun games and these pretend rivalries on Twitter? Burnley. It's true, though. I'd want Villa to stay up over Burnley just because it's a you know a decent away day and a, a stadium and a, a, a fan base worthy of a Premier League. So, great bunch of lads. Yeah. Villa, we're right behind you. There's room for only one Claret and Blue in the Premier League, isn't there? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, when, when Villa went there, their away kit, which was the white and the Claret and the Claret, was too close to the, the home kit. So, we, we, there needs to be somebody goes out of the Premier League as a result of this with Villa where they are they're safe only leaving Burnley isn't it because we can go to Villa and we can wear white mm. that's all I've got right <laughs> let's uh, wrap up the last few hero nominations some of the outliers the stragglers Keith Lard nominates Carlos Colbrand for sacrificing two years of his life at Huddersfield to get some experience for when he takes <laughs> takes us over <laughs> in that league next season yeah um, it's a possibility like, you really wouldn't rule that out if he, yeah. if he if they don't go up presumably if he goes up he would um Want a shot of the Premier League. And uh, Roger suggesting that Jesse's a hero for bringing closer his dream of a return for Simon Grace and this time with a proper budget. I've got a feeling that ship might have sailed. I think so. But, I mean, you never know. How gets us out, it could get us out of League One. Well, that's everyone. Pick a hero of the week. Mm, Bait. Villa. I mean, yeah, we can't really, we give it to the fans every week at the minute, don't we? It feels like. Yeah, fans were great as well, we should yeah. say. Like sing, singing along despite everything else. Uh, fans got it last week. Is that right? Do, do we give it for bait for 45 minutes of football? <laughs> I want to give it to Villa. I mean, for all bait did. Didn't help us, did it really? No. 
Whereas Villa did. Whereas and, Villa definitely did help and us. They might take the boost of this into next week. Mm. Spurs as well. Let's not forget how, how much we can, like Spurs. If they can beat Villa again, I might start forgiving them for 1996. Even if Villa can beat them again. Because we don't, we don't want... Is that not what I said? No, we don't. Okay, yeah. you know what I meant. <laughs> that implied that Burnley would win. Right. No. Yeah, Villa need to win. We need Villa to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ideally. So yeah, come on Villa. Up the Villa. <laughs> Up the Villa. Jack Grealish. Oh, good night. Uh, oh God, it felt awful doing that. And there you go. That wraps up the weekly show. Two more to go then during the season. <sighs> Next week, we're going to be after Brighton, but before the Burnley midweek game, aren't we? Mm-hmm. So we won't quite know how bad things are. Oh, that's exciting though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have another another Jess, Jess conference. Yep. Which will be good. Yeah, everyone's really digging those at the moment. Yeah, it went down really well. From what I saw this morning on Twitter, everyone was, everyone was loving it. Michael, let's finish this show with a quote, please, from Gandhi. Come on then. Go on. Oh, you want me to do I one? I want you to do one. Um, oh, let me, get, let me get my list out. Which you, you always keep. I mean, there's a separate set of notes you've keep, you keep for... Gandhi quotes mm. pass it fucking wide yeah that's what he used to say mm. get out of India and keep the ball wide that was one of his <laughs> the lesson, famous, one yeah. of his oh. lesser known ones yeah. he was covering a few things at once yeah but that was the gist of what he wanted to get across Excellent. pass it to each other for fuck's sake okay we'll give that a whirl see how we get on thank you for watching and listening back next week with more fun and games we'll see you then the square ball podcast 